When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're climbing. What's up, everybody? Welcome to West Five Pod, a podcast about WVU football, the Big Twelve Conference, and Duke's mayonnaise. I'm Joel Bracken uh, at WV Stats Guy on Twitter. I'm joined as always by uh, Jordan Pinto. He's at Game Day Shorts, and we got our special guest Jake Lance. He's at Night Stare. Joining us today, um, so we're going to talk a little bowl game review and sort of just a, a sort of bowl season review, talking some of the Big Twelve teams. Um, so, how are you guys doing, Jake and Jordan? Um, hope you guys had good holidays and, and enjoyed a, a win around Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, great, uh, great holidays uh, so far. Um, still kind of just coasting through the new year here. Um, but you know, buoyed by just a, just a, I mean, let's just call it what it was—a a, full sale ass whipping of North Carolina in a home game in Charlotte for us, which was awesome. Um, I'm just, I'm concerned about Jake. We usually pull Jake on when we're airing grievances, and uh, so I'm not sure how he's really going to fit into a positive podcast. But Jake, how you doing, buddy? Man, I, I am weighed down. I got all my carabiners on. I'm ready to trust a climb. <laughs> oh shit. We have a convert, folks. Yeah, contrary to some of the earlier episodes, I feel like we always get Jake on when the sky is falling. So uh, happy to talk some positive things. Um, and yeah, I like the mention of the home game in Charlotte. I feel like, you know, we score on the, the first play of the game and we're kicking the ball off and you hear Let's Go Mountaineers through the broadcast, clear as day. Uh, I think I think our fans down there represented well and we're uh, doing their part. Uh, trusting a lot of climb in the stands, I saw. That that was easily. I'm sitting there watching the game, and all I could hear was "Let's go Mountaineers." I could hear "Sweet Caroline" coming through the, the speakers. You know, it was. Yeah. It sounded like we were watching Mountaineer Field. It was fantastic. It was really good. I I also I don't know what why it caught my attention, but they you know the game's kind of over there in the fourth quarter, late. They're panning around the crowd. And every West Virginia fan has like a Michelob in their hand, and like you know they quit selling beer like probably forty five minutes ago. <laughs> I don't know why, but they had like five fans in a row, like we're holding a beer can. So um, I'm sure we did our part, and hopefully it was a good party down in Charlotte. Uh, yeah. None of none of us were in attendance, but looked good on TV. No, I like the I like that comment from Neil in the post game where he's like, "We're gonna sell a lot of beer in Charlotte tonight," and it's like, "Yeah, I'm sure we did." Um, but yeah, no, dude, I kind of expected that. I, you know, we, yeah, like you said, Joel, we didn't make the trip. Still kicking myself. Wish I could have made it work, but couldn't. But had a ton of friends down there, and the reports were rolling in um, Tuesday night that look, Mountaineer Nation's out, and there's not a whole lot of Tar Heels out here. And then I'm getting some pictures from tailgates on Wednesday, and. A lot of blue and gold, not a lot of uh, not a lot of baby or Tar Heel blue or whatever whatever they call their color. Um, and yeah, it was. Just, I mean, dude, you just like how could you be a recruit in North Carolina? You know, if you're looking at both schools, how could you watch that game, see those crowds, or see the crowd disparity, and not want to come come put on the old gold and blue? I mean, what do you like, JJ? I know that was a big story after the game. How about JJ Jones? Um, Garrett Green, Garrett Green, just uh, just throwing the fish hook out there. Got the bobber in the pond, trying to trying to reel in a big one there. If we can get some JJ Jones action, but yeah, no, dude, it, I, you know, kind of a sloppy game, right? Not 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 the best that our team has played here, but a great showing from 
uh, Mountaineer Nation, which which was important. I knew we were getting praise all across the social medias from uh, all kinds of national folks who I you know clearly don't um, cross who we who we don't cross paths with very very often, and they were just like Mountaineer fans are batshit crazy, and I mean that in like the best possible way, which I take as the highest possible compliment. So. Yeah, good to see us showing out. I mean, like I, I think the the whole bowl game scene anymore. You can discount it if you want to. I'm sure Florida State fans are going to be uh, discounting the importance of their bowl game this year. But um, <laughs> you know, in a season where we had the schedule we had, you win eight wins, eight games through the regular season. You're looking for that cherry, that kind of validation. And and one thing about bowl games is you usually are matched up with an opponent who is of equal strength, and on a basis of 12 games like we've seen these two teams play a lot we feel pretty confident about how good they are and you know the matchup of where they think our strength is obviously they uh we're not playing an nfl caliber quarterback but you know i, I don't know how much that would change the, the outcome of the game but all in all we went down and pretty dominantly won the game and and that's sort of the cherry on the top that's the momentum builder into the next season um and hopefully everyone can enjoy it man i you know there's been a lot of pessimism around mountaineer football uh, all of us on this podcast have have shared our opinions on it as well. Like it, it's been some some rough times, but you're walking out with nine wins, and uh, I don't care how it's done. I mean, yeah, it was kind of a sloppy game. So, so yeah, maybe we'll we'll start with you, Jake. What what was your overall interpretation of the game? Like, do you how much credit do you give in a bowl game where obviously there are some key players sitting out, um, and how much do you sort of take this forward? I think from an overall season, you know, like. Year to year, bowl games typically don't matter. Like you, you kind of go back to the Dana years, and and like when Will Greer left, and 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 some other guys, like it didn't really matter. But for Neil, and for this season, this bowl game was very very important. You just yep. you, you needed momentum. Like I think this bowl game is probably as important as the 2015 Cactus Bowl was. You, you kind of go back to that 2015 Cactus Bowl when Skylar Howard just had a day. And I remember like just staying up till 3 a.m. talking to buddies like, this is fantastic. Like, they're throwing bombs. We're throwing bombs. Like, David Seals going to pass. Oh, my God. Like, it, it was so much fun. And, and that's what you need, right? Like, if you're not in the playoffs and you're not in the Super Six, like, you just you, you want to have fun. And, and, and I think – one, we, we, we got to have fun. We got a bowl game that was a, a day's drive away. You know, uh, go back to Rich Rod's kind of slogan of, of eight-hour drives and a, and a case of beer. Like, boom, we were all there. You showed out. We had 80, 75, 80% at the fans uh, at, at the stadium. You know, and, and, and more so, it just it builds into next season. You know, you, you guys kind of said, I, I kind of come on when, hey, the, the sky is falling. Like, hey, like keep us from you know jumping off the the bridge here and even i'm going like man hey like i'm kind of excited like we got we got garrett green and we got jaheem white and we got devin carter and we got these guys and we might be exciting so you got to see that like you can kind of go back to the 2012 orange bowl and we're recording this right after georgia just put a, a butt whooping on florida state but did not break 70 so our record is still intact here people um but you know it's that like you came out of 2012 going or 2011 when we went to the orange bowl, like, Oh my gosh, we're going to run into the big 12 and we're going to just hammer people. And those first five games, like we went into Austin and we said, Hey, here we are. This is what we do. And we did. And so I think that builds into next season, this team and this season needed something like that. Like I, I would go back and say, we can talk about the season and we will, um, you know, not playing Texas, not playing Iowa State, and playing the Kansases, but like the, this team gelled. And sometimes, as a as a, I, I always go to baseball because that's my sport. But like, you step into the box and the guy's throwing ninety, and that first time, and you're like, oh my god, this dude's gonna like take my head off if he's wild. And then you swing and you foul one off and you just missed it, and you go, okay, not that fast. I can hit this right. You kind of step in there with a little bit of confidence. By the end of the season, we had confidence. We knew what we were doing. We found our identity, which is the one thing Neil's been lacking through 60 games. We found what what works. We're going to slow it down a little bit. We're going to grind you out. And then we've got this like speedy, fast dude at, 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 receive, at quarterback who's just like, hey, when he takes off, he hits a 60-yard run. And next thing you know, you're, you're gassed. We hit Jaheim White, like boom, 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 speed, power finesse like it's all there like i think this bowl game was the pinnacle of what we needed that helps turn a corner 
Yeah, I, I think it's a great point. Um, great context to add there, right? Like nine and four this year sounds just like leaps and bounds better than eight and five would have, right? Like if you if you lose that game at the end of this season, like it 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 slows all the momentum, right? Like it slows all the momentum going to the spring. Yeah. We, we we feel good about like yeah, the we're losing game number. There we go. Yeah, I I would say if you if you went eight, like like some teams, the ball game doesn't matter. If you go eight and five, you've got so many people who are like me, who are kind of like sitting on the edge. Hey, are we are we there? Are we not there? You lose this game. Hey, I'm right back on, dude. Let, let's get rid of this guy. He just can't do it, right? But now you're nine and four, right? That that's a building block. That that's the the base now. Now the base is raised. Now we're ready. Now now we're going. Let's get going. Yep. And I think, you know, I think we, we, we call it was a sloppy game, right? There's lots of penalties both ways. Like we, we killed ourselves on a, we, we had a bunch of big plays called back with penalties. Um, North Carolina had a couple of big plays that probably should have been called back for penalties and weren't, I, I know they're, they're, uh, well, their only touchdown, um, was a pretty egregious pass interference on the offensive. Uh, I think it yeah, actually it might've been JJ Jones. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I so, you know, the, the Drake May thing, I don't think we should downplay the significance of this win just because they didn't have Drake May. Because you know what they did have is they had uh, four of their five starters on the offensive line playing in this game. And I I think the biggest takeaway is that our, our the reason we won the game, our defensive line, um, our front six, just kicked their ass from oh, the yeah. start, right? Um, and you could tell that, you know, you, you could tell on both sides of the ball, I think the commentators even said it like West Virginia looks a little hungry or like you could tell that our guys wanted to go out and get that ninth win, right? Like this is not something we do often. Um, as much as we'd like to think that we're a program that should win nine games a lot of the time, we we don't do it that often, right? Um, you could tell our guys wanted to go out and do it. They set the tone early. What do we have? Seven sacks. Um, you know, I don't care like who you are. Like that that dude, the quarterback made one really bad play. And that was he missed the throw to the tight end in the end zone that Ar- that Aubrey Burks picked off. I think that was his only bad, like really bad play. Um, you know, he was not their problem. The problem was that we just kicked their ass up front. We were in the backfield the whole game. Omarion Hampton never got going. I know we called him out. That's a, that's a all American running back who had, you know, had no room, had nothing, really didn't impact the game at all except for, you know, caught a couple of passes. I think were were his biggest. Uh, contributions in the game where, you know, he kind of leaked out of the backfield and picked up some yards. But, um, you know, the, the, the quarterback, I didn't think was the problem. He was a good athlete, like awesome athlete like that. You know, I'd be shocked if he gets beat out next year. I don't know. I think they would, they got the guy from Texas saying I'm coming in who, who's going to try and compete for the job, but I wouldn't be surprised if Harold wins it just because of the playmaking ability with his feet. And we sacked the dude seven times. Like, yeah. and I don't care. I don't care who you are. If you're getting hit as much as that guy was getting hit, if you're getting sacked seven times, there's not a whole lot that you can do to impact the game. I mean, they were behind the sticks the whole game. They're in third and longs the whole game. Um, and, and yeah, no, I think that was kind of the most uh, most encouraging thing um, coming out. And, and it would be the reason why I would say, you know, don't don't undervalue this win because North Carolina had some folks out. We obviously had some folks out too, right? We had an All-American center who wasn't playing. Um, you know, we had – we. Uh, Caden Beiser, I think, started the game at linebacker, right? So, you know, it's, it's not like we're running full strength out there either. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I say exclamation point. You know, it's funny. A couple people are like, West <laughs> on Twitter, were like, West Virginia fans are tweeting this like, you're treating this like the national championship. And, you know, I, I, you know, whatever. But, like, it was an important game. We went out and took care of business. And, I, you know, I think that springboard, springboard and spring ball, I cannot fucking wait for next year. Give me Penn State, dude. We're going to fuck Penn State up bad. Like, let's go. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the things, too, that we sort of called out on our preview, you know, still hold true in terms of, like you said, their offensive line had an All-American running back. Um, you know, they have all these dudes, but but we sort of dominated the the core of the game. We did not have our best game on offense. Um, no. I mean, that was pretty clear. You know, obviously the running game kind of struggled. I know the broadcast sort of pointed that out a few times. Maybe that's with offensive line issues. Um our defense had 27 pressures on 38 dropbacks. That's obscene. I mean, the that quarterback too. You mentioned it. Like he made several plays. He had like a third and 17 scramble. Like he was out here doing his part. He wasn't going to win them the game, uh, but he was doing his part to keep things moving along. 
Um, and, you know, when we sort of were evaluating rosters, we, you know, I think Jordan, you were the one who said it, that North Carolina, you know, just at a recruiting level generally is, is maybe a half step above us. Um, so, yeah, to go in and, and you could tell from the first offensive play, but you could also tell from our first defensive series, like yeah. we just looked much hungrier, like the attitude was much different. And maybe that was with fans as well, where we were happy to be there. We were happy to go. We were excited and hungry to go win the game. I think they were disappointed to be there and, I, you know. That happens in bowl season sometimes. You end up in a game where you're like, well, I wanted to be in the playoff. I didn't want to be in the, the Sugar Bowl or, or whatever it might be. Um, but, yeah, we, we wanted it. Florida I felt State. like we played. Yeah, exactly. Um, I felt like we, we played, you know, the penalties. I think both sides were a little undisciplined. And maybe that's just, you know, the nature of getting more bodies in there than, than played this year. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is a nice cherry. And we got, we got content of Neil Brown getting mayonnaise dumped on him. I mean... <laughs> I don't know how you write a nine and four season any better than, than seeing Neil get the, the mayonnaise and the, the dude, the, the guy got the fries and was eating the mayonnaise off of his, his jacket. And I mean, that content lives forever is all I'm saying. That yeah. guy's a, that guy was a stud, man. That sideline reporter. <laughs> that guy, every time they cut to him, he, he was like Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven, dude. Every fucking scene that he's in, he's just got some kind of food, dunking in some kind of a mayonnaise, chowing down, just chilling out, loving life. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, yeah. Although uh, let's say N- Neil Brown took the mayonnaise in about the nerdiest pot, like in the I most on brand Neil Brown way possible. He has his hands tucked up under his chin. He has his yeah. head down. It's like, dude, just, just embrace it. You know, like go, yeah. go Andy Dufresne, like just crawling out of the shit sewer. Like that's how I would be taking the mayonnaise. Thank you. Pads, you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Thank you. That, that's been my whole thing. Like, like. I mean, y'all know I, I'm a big like attack, attack, like like be aggressive. I love Dana. I I love the whole like I don't give a shit what you say. I don't care who you are. We're gonna do this. We're gonna run it down your throat. We're gonna throw it over your head. That I love that. That that's always been my personality. And so the whole like oh we're reserved. I told Jordan this earlier. Just like the 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 pandering to to Dukes, at, you know, in his post game when he was like, well, thanks to Charlotte and Dukes was like, oh, dude, shut up. Yeah. Charlotte was great. We're glad we're here. Glad to see the Mountaineers. Great. Like, like, d- d- stop, stop being the salesman, man. Just d- don't do that. Like, embrace the mayonnaise, man. Put your head up. Put your hands up. Enjoy the nine wins. Like, tell everyone you didn't. No one thought we were going to win nine, and this is it. And here we are. Dump it on me and enjoy it. That's what I wanted. I will say, if we had won this game, seventeen to ten, this game would have not been a springboard. And because, yeah. We picked UNC off in, in the end zone early in the first half, and that that changed the game. If they hit that touchdown, that's a seven seven game, and we're 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 in a dogfight. They had a few others, you know, that interception. I mean, the one handed interception by the defensive end at the beginning of the third quarter. If they don't get that, you know, UNC's driving, and this could be a dogfight, but it wasn't. And so, I have been the single biggest critic of Jordan Leslie. I don't think he blitzes enough. I don't think his schemes are great. I don't think he he schemes well at times, you know, over the last four years. His secondary has literally looked like a peewee football team playing against the NFL. They just don't know what to do. Seven sacks with no one having more than one and a half. Blitzes coming out of nowhere. You know, fumbles just it, it was a defensive effort. We won 30 to 10. Everyone wants to talk about the offense. This was a, de- a defensive performance. We, we looked great. And, and more importantly, you, you hear about Florida state, Florida state went 12 and 0. They were or 13 and 0. They were the uh, ACC champs. You know, they were disappointed that they did not win or were in the playoffs. And so like half the team defected, they weren't playing in the game and they just got beat 63 to three. Right. We had Jared Bartlett, who told the coaches before the game, hey, guys, I graduated. I'm going to transfer. I'm going to play in another game, or I'm going to play at another school. But for you, I will play in this game. I will make sure we get to nine wins, and I will send you out with the ability to go get better. That is very important to us. We had plenty of players who played in this game. We're going to have a few more transfer, but they played in this game. They, they made sure that people know, hey, this was my last game, and I wanted to go out with a win. Beanie Bishop returning a punt, right? Like, you have guys. Beanie Bishop didn't need to play. The dude's going to the NFL. You you have, you know, other players that just didn't need to play but played and are going to go to another school or are going to go elsewhere. And they made sure that West Virginia football is in a better place than it was two weeks ago. And that is super important. I, I like – 
I, 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 I'm excited. And, and that, that's saying something. I'm excited for next year. I'm sitting here looking forward to, to seeing Garrett Green. I'm looking forward to seeing these guys and seeing what we can do. And if Neil Brown will just get a little bit more of, hey, I'm going to run it down your throat. And by God, Penn State, when you come to Morgantown, we're going to hit you. I, I tell you what, if Neil Brown will pull a Dan Campbell and just say, you're going to knock us down. And when we get back up, we're going to take a kneecap. And you're going to knock us down again, and then we're going to take a shoulder. And when you knock us down again, I'm going to hit you in the face, and I'm going to run down your throat, and we're going to win this game 28-24, and you're going to regret ever playing us. I will I will put a freaking sign off, man. Like, 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 I want to light the guy so much. Just just yeah. give me a little bit. But I'm telling you, if, if that game had been 17-10, like, you'd have so many people who were just – ready to write you off and you, you won it out. Like you, you, you ran over those people and Garrett Green took over, hit that run that, that, you know, where it's 20 to 10, he hits a 50 yard run. Jaheim White goes in and scores. It's now 27, 10. And, and the game was like, Hey, we're about to win this thing. We're about to see some mayonnaise dump and it's going to be fun. And like, I'm sitting here like, okay, I'm, I'm the Grinch, man. man my, my heart's now three times bigger. I got the blue eyes now. Like I'm ready. Like, let, let's go have some fun. Yeah. Dude, how about the the fake field goal, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was fun. But late, like, I mean, we you know we end up getting a field goal out of it, anyways. But like, that's the kind of shit. Like, you know, we were asking all year for, um, or we were asking all off season for for like these changes to be made. I know we'll talk about it more in the season review. Um, but it feels like he 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 ain't all the way there. To Jake's point, he ain't all the way there. But growth, growth, right? Sorry, go ahead, Joel. No, no, that is a good point. That I mean, that's like, yeah, you still get a field goal out of it, so it probably doesn't matter. But the decision making, that's inspiring. Um, and yeah, just I know Jake mentioned it. The I did, I did feel like Neil was kind of a, a he was sort of like presidential about the way we won the thing, and and just like was thanking the people, and like yeah, I wanted to see him like ready to be doused in the mayonnaise instead of holding his collar so it doesn't get down his shirt. Um, also, I thought maybe just a quick mention i thought it was a little awkward there at the end when they were interviewing him with garrett and the uh person interviewing is like yeah you, you know your quarterback's great he's doing all this stuff and he's like yeah it was really our defense and our special teams tonight like i wish he would just like garrett it's so funny that even at this point like this offense does not go without garrett green and he's like yeah we didn't really play that good. like he literally he, he like rebutted to what the interviewer said and was like, yeah, our offense, I don't think they played that well. It was the defense and the special teams. And he's got his like arm around Garrett. And it's like, dude, just hype up your guy. <laughs> like I get, I, I get it. Like that's not untrue, but like Garrett Green won a several games that we would not win this year and just give yeah. the guy his props. I don't know what Neil has with Garrett, but I, I, that was something that stuck out to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, and we'll get to that, you know, th that's probably my biggest frustration or one of my bigger frustrations with him is just the like, like, have some fun, man. Like, yeah. especially end of the year, hype up your dude. Like, and, and to his credit, this was probably Garrett's, you know, this goes back to, I'm just, I'm sitting here looking at the game reports for Garrett and Garrett himself was not great. You know, 50% yeah. passing this is kind of where he is. Like, he really needs to take a, a Skyler Howard leap next year. His QBR was in the mid-60s after multiple games in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, you know, but to his credit, he hit that very first play. That very first play hits Traylon Ray. You know, Traylon Ray gets behind the defense, catches it at the 45, runs past everyone, is gone. UNC is on their heels. He makes that big scramble. Grant, Garrett Green, to me. Those two is, plays were enough points to basically win the game. I mean, literally, those two plays. Absolutely. And you know, green green to me made the team better. And that has, that is the single biggest attribute of a quarterback that you can ever ask is, do they make the players around them better? And, and green does. He makes the line look better. He makes the running game better. He certainly makes Cole Taylor better. He makes, you know, Devin Carter better. It, it's, he has his faults. He, he's not perfect. He's not Will Greer, you know, dropping dimes, but he makes plays when he needs to. He makes scrambles when he needs to. This line only gave up, what, four or five sacks on the year? And it's because of Green. Like, if Green is a statue, if he's D Jared Dagey or JT Daniels or Austin Kendall, like this line probably gave up 20 sacks. But Green is able to move. He's elusive. He gets away. And because of that, you know, everything works. And, and we are ahead of the chains because of Garrett Green. Like, 
we, we all talk about it. Garrett Green is a golden golden retriever, man. Like I, I have never loved a guy so much since Will Greer. Like just like the dude exudes West Virginia. He loves being here. He talks about it. Like that dude deserves all the accolades. I can't wait to watch him next year. Build the statue. <laughs> Build the statue. Yeah. Um, I'll just do a quick like offensive rundown. I mean, like we kind of talked about the offensive. Um, you know, it wasn't our best game offensively. Garrett was twelve for twenty-five, so not a fantastic uh, passing game. Rushing game, I mean, his uh, like fifty-yard run was the long. Other than that, um, didn't get a lot of guys going. Jaheim White just had fifty yards on the night. Um, the one person on the offense, I, I guess I would like to highlight, you know, the other people were on the offensive line. We had four, four different people have penalties on the offensive line. We saw the inexperience, but the guy I wanted to highlight with Hudson Clement had a really nice game. Um, he went for 89 yards on five catches and he would be over a hundred. He had a pretty long catch that was brought back as well for penalty. Um, I think he's just kind of gotten better as the season's gone along. Traylon Ray also obviously with the big spark to start the game, um, you know, that was sort of the bright spot, I would say, on offense. Um, and then on defense, you know, I, I mentioned the pressures were a big, you know, I think that was the big thing. Um, you know, we had the uh, the interception that was uh, in the end zone, Aubrey Burks. And then we also had Tyron Bradley with the insane one-handed catch. I think it was the number one play on Sports Center that night. Um, and otherwise, I mean, the D-line really ate it up. I thought Edward uh, Vesterinen had a really nice game. Um, he was all over the place. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I felt like, yeah, we didn't beat them with one player. We, we kind of beat them as a football team. Um, that was my takeaway more or less from the night. Yep. hundred percent. So, so I'm just, I, I'm looking at the, the, the PFF grades. And the thing that really stands out to me is the fact that Tyron Bradley, uh, Mulba, him and Russell, Durajayi, Vin Cutter, uh, Vestiran are our top, or five of our top six. Lee, Lee Kova's number two, but those five are all coming back, and they are, yeah. are you know, those are our five of our top six um, highest graded guys, and and that's what you need, right? Like, it, it's not a bunch of seniors culminating in, hey, we built everything. To me, this bowl game feels a lot like 2005. It feels like, hey, we, we kind of stepped up and we said, why not us? You know, it, it's a it's a big confidence builder for us. It's one that, that you can kind of say, I think going into this game, it was still a little bit of, you know, how good are we? What are we going to do? You know, can Neil can Neil build on, on, on a, a bye week? You know, can he can he game plan all that kind of stuff? You know, now you're talking about, hey, we Penn State's got to come to us next week. We're not going to Penn State. Penn State's coming to Morgantown. So, come on, boys. Come on, Nittany Lions. Let's see what you got. We got a senior quarterback coming. We got two running backs. We got some receivers. We got a lot of pieces coming back. And then defensively, you know, we've got some pieces here. We, we lost Mike Lockhart, who was my guy. That was the guy I was really excited for. Um, but we got some some defensive linemen. We got some linebackers. So I, I'm really excited to see these guys really make a statement um, and kind of take a next step. So, you know, going into next season, everyone kind of knows what we're doing. Um, I, I'm just – I think, you know, looking at it, Tyron Bradley graded out at a 91 overall. And that's just – that's unheard of, man. That, that, that's fantastic. You know, he was 91. Lee Kobo was an 81. So there's a 10-point difference there. And it's just, if you're telling me that we've got a linebacker, two nose tackles, and Ben Cutter, who's at a 72, we got two linebackers, two defensive tackles. We got four guys grading out, you know, well over 70. That's where we need to be. And, and that, that's going to give us a chance to kind of take that next step and really make a statement next year. Um, I'm just, you know, I think with this game, I, I just rewatched the uh, Beanie Bishop punt return. And it was a bad punt by by UNC, you know, kind of low line drive. He kind of caught it at the 20, you know, raced by two guys. But that that's the kind of stuff you need, right? Like, that's the stuff that wins bowl games is, is those special teams plays, those, you know, one or two plays kind of get you going. And that that, that that's the thing that, that really turns the tide for us. So, um, you know... I, I give I give Brown credit here. He had his he had his guys ready to play. We're we're, we're looking good. We're ready. We're ready. You had you had your fans behind you. So um, you know, kudos to Neil Brown. Like this just 
that's where we needed to be. You know, this really could have turned the tide kind of either way. We're still at a linchpin with them. I think you you really got a point to where, hey, all right, let's go into next season. Like you've got some expectations now. You don't get to use the 14 car. You don't get to have people screaming, you're 14th, you're the worst in the world. But hey, let, let, let's go get it now. Let, let's, why not us? I think that needs to be the, the slogan for us is why not us? Yeah. Yeah. Why the hell not, dude? We How many times have we said that this year on the pod, Joel? Like, why can't, why can't we, uh, you know, win, win the games on our schedule, you know, like, I think we even said it in the, in the season preview is like, why can't, like, who the hell should we be scared of on the schedule? Like, why can't we go out and win eight or nine or 10 games this year? Um, we, we went ahead and did it. And now, and now, yeah, to, to your point, Jake, like, um, Oklahoma and Texas are, are gone, right? Why the hell can't we go in the conference? Why not us? Like, seriously, who, who are yep. we scared of? Who is definitively better than us in this conference? You know, I'm yeah, not seeing I mean, anybody. Think about quarterbacks returning next year. Who in the the Big Twelve do you want more than than Garrett Green? I'm, I'm not as knowledgeable on the the Pac-12 uh, teams joining in, but uh, of the remaining Big Twelve teams, Garrett Green is the best quarterback returning. I don't think that's even really up for question. Yep. So and hey, six gives us a chance, man. He does. He does indeed. Um, and I'm excited to see his offseason stuff. So maybe maybe we'll save that conversation for the, the season wrap-up. Um, anything else about the bowl game you guys want to point out or discuss um, before we move to just a Big 12 wrap-up? The only thing I would say is, please, for the love of God, do not put mayonnaise on a pepperoni roll. Like, yeah. just cheese, Maybe some sauce. I'll, I'll give you some sauce, man. Cheese, a pepperoni stick, some good dough. That's all you need, man. Like I, I've had great pepperoni rolls. Not a single one has ever contained mayonnaise. <laughs> That's an important point. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was pushing it on the broadcast. So they were they were getting their marketing dollars well spent for uh, for all the, the airtime Duke Scott. So, um, all right. So we'll do a quick Big Twelve wrap up here. Um, so this episode, we're just talking, um, about the bowl games and bowl season. Uh, we're going to have an episode to follow coming soon on just a season wrap up. Um, so that'll be all just, uh, wrapping up the season as a whole. So for the big 12, um, bowl games so far, everyone has played except Texas. Uh, by the time you hear this, Texas will probably have played. Um, but the, uh, the first game was Texas Tech, California. That played before um, our preview episodes. I think we had mentioned that before. So Texas Tech won that 34-14 to over Cal. Finished the season 7-6. and six. Like I kind of mentioned before, Texas Tech, you know, had a, a bumpy ride this year, but that's a winning record team that we beat. Um, so moving along on the 22nd, Georgia Tech beat UCF 30-17. to um, So I didn't get to watch this one. Um, but yeah, UCF only scored three points after the first quarter uh, started off 14 to nothing and we're looking good, but uh, didn't really move the ball after that. So they finished the season at six and seven. I still think that's a pretty respectable season uh, for them. The first one in the big 12. So hey, the uh, fact that UCF made a bowl in their yeah. first year is big. Like, well, let's not discount that. I mean, that game was weird. You know, Plumley throwing four interceptions, Two of them, like right to our guys, that that that, and the one that bounced off the guy, like that, that's a weird game. Like that could have gone either way, but that's a big, big to do for them is just to make the bowl. So you know, I know six and seven feels bad, and if we had gone six and seven, I'd be over here telling you to fire Neil Brown. But um, like I, I expect them to be better next year. I you know, Georgia takes a, a weird game. I know they don't have the the triple option anymore, but I mean that that could have been a better game. But I, I expect UCF to be better next year with Malzahn. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's he's got winning pedigree, and and that's a you know I think the stepping up to power level just it takes some time to get the roster in shape. So I think six and seven is a year they probably have to walk away happy from. Um, so now the post Christmas games we have Kansas UNLV. Kansas won this one forty nine to thirty six. Uh, Jason Bean threw for six touchdowns, four hundred and fifty yards. And I mean, they just lit up the scoreboard. So Kansas finishes the season nine and four, the same as West Virginia. Um, and dude, Kansas is, I mean, this is now two years in a row. They have been uh, pretty respectable. And this is even a building from last year. Um, coming into the, the season, 
you know, the quarterback Daniels is, I think, the preseason offensive player of the year. He doesn't really play a lot all season, and they still go nine and four. I mean, that's a testament to like what they have cooking in Lawrence, um, which could be concerning. Um, they, they're a team to watch. They've uh, they've they figured it out a lot of times this year. I, yeah, but twenty twenty one Kansas was two and ten. Twenty twenty two Kansas was six and seven after the bowl. They went six and six, went to a bowl. This year they go nine and four. It doesn't take five years, but Dean's a senior. So, you know, let's see what they do next year. I think there, there's a chance that they're not as good. But, yeah, like Kansas, I mean, Kansas being good is one of those where you're just kind of going, oh, gosh, man, like like these guys might – Leopold might be a really good coach and please go somewhere else. Right? Like, like, well, let's just – hey, you know, you want to go take a Minnesota job? You want to go take the Michigan State job? Dude, I'll pack your bags and I'll, I'll buy the truck. And <laughs> let, let, let's get out of here and, and get you out. Is uh- – <laughs> Is well, Dan, Daniels is back though, right? He hasn't gone on the portal or anything yet, right? Uh, I don't to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. Yeah, I'm not okay. sure. I, I'll admit I don't know why why he didn't play. Um, he's only a junior, so he could be back next year. But yeah, so like could, Daniels could be could back, be back think, and um, Neil, their their leading rusher. I was just say uh, all the running back. backs, all the running backs will be will, will be back, and and you know I think Daniels just kind of had that lingering back thing, which you know who knows if that back back shit is scary. If it's like a you know, and it, obviously it was significant. It kept him out of what eight or nine games this year. Um, so you know, could be a thing that that follows him to the off season. Could be a thing that derails him again next year. I think the bigger loss for them, man, to me is is Kettlenicky or Kottlenicky or who the, the offensive coordinator who went to Penn State, which I think low key is going to be a big storyline coming into the to our game with them next year, right? Um, because I fucking love that guy. Like if if we had had a bad year with Neil Brown and we were looking for you know to move on, he was a guy who I would have you know had on a list of like this is one of the guys who I want to maybe come in and run the program just because like the shit that he did there, like, you know, off the top of my head, there aren't, there aren't many more offenses that are better designed and more fun to watch than, than what Kansas has done these last couple of years. Um, and so we'll be interesting to see how they adjust to, to that. Um, I know the bowl game, they, they still looked really good. Um, being just an, an unsung hero, right? Dude who got benched last year, uh, or two years ago for Jalen Daniels, stuck it out all year last year with them, then comes in this year and yeah, like you said, leads them to nine wins. Um, you know, if if a guy in Morgantown had done that, that's the guy who you'd say this guy's this guy's a lifetime Mountaineer, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, great great performance from them, and yeah, program on the rise. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they don't they don't rise. To, I got to tell you, um, that's one I have circled for next year is the Kansas game uh, already. Mm-hmm. So, um. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it, nice for them. Hey, they they did the same thing that, that we did, right? Put an exclamation point on a nice eight and four season, go nine and four, and and now yeah, you're you're cooking, you're cooking with. They're gas. saying the same things we are. They're saying why not us? I mean, they're, you know, they're saying who in this for conference sure. should we be afraid of? So, um, yeah, they, they've had a nice oh, golden blue, a couple years of rise there. Um, all right, moving along the bowl games uh, on the same night as our game, Oklahoma State Texas A and M. Oklahoma State won this one 31-23. Ollie Gordon kept doing what he's been doing. He had 118 on the ground. They gave it to him 27 times. Oklahoma State finishes 10-4, and a really weird 10-4. and with a absolute, They had two insane blowouts, uh, losses, to South Alabama and UCF. Uh, they also lost to Iowa State, and Texas was their only other loss. Um, other than that, they played really good football. They were a weird team this year. Um so ten and four for them after you know an early point in the season they were looking like a dog in the in the conference. You know we kind of talked about it in the preseason of Oklahoma State lost a ton of players. I think they had the more the most players and the most snaps lost, and then Gundy turns around and wins ten games. It, the dude's just a coach, so you can't write them off. They're probably, in my opinion, they're probably a Big Twelve contender going into the season. We got to go to Stillwater next year. Um, that's a game that might decide the Big 12, but um, you know that that's a that's a game where you know it, it, it could be it, it should be a fun game. I think we've got some uh, we we we've got some momentum, we've got some confidence here. The good thing for us is Bowman is a senior, so he should be gone. Um, is is that a good thing for us? I saw he was petitioning for his 13th year of college football 
And I mean, I'm on record, uh, uh, you know, of, of not being the biggest Alan Bowman fan and uh, <laughs> we're, not, we're not thinking the highest of him. And, and so like, part of me is like, does he lower their ceiling if he comes back? I don't he, think he, he honestly can. might. I mean, the good, the, the weird thing about Bowman is Bowman has probably like a weaker arm than me. And, and I can only throw like 75 at this point, you know, I'm old, but you know, Bowman, Bowman doesn't have a nice, great arm. Nice flex, Jake. <laughs> you out here just throwing that gas. Yeah, um, but e- even their secondary, their their second QB, Brendan Presley, is a senior. So they're starting someone new. Um, depending yeah. on when we play, once we find out what the schedule is, um, you know that'll be a weird one. I I expect that to be a dogfight. You know, if Neil Brown goes into to Stillwater and wins that game, I think Mountaineers fans need to be excited because Gundy's yeah, a good no coach. Doubt. Like, there's just like that dude wins. You know, that dude doesn't lose. Um, I think. So, uh, Kurt, Kurt said it great. I don't know if he tweeted it or if he just put it in the Discord, but he was like, "This is the gundiest season that's ever gundied," or something to that effect. And like, um, and I, and I thought that was, you know, it's, it's a, it was a, a great comment. Um, I think the most disappointing thing for me with Oklahoma State is that Ollie Gordon is coming back next year. I was, I was really, yeah. really banking on him being somewhere in the SEC next year. Um, so we got to deal with that fucking guy again, which you know, which sucks, but. Yeah, yep. Gordon, take that bag, man. You know, go, go ahead, take that bag. Go away. He's taking, he's taking that, he's taking that T Boone's Pickens, T Boone Pickens bag, just a, just a sack of oil. That's a big bag. Yeah, it's, it's a bag. It's a, it's a significant bag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just looking at the dude, the dude racked up seventeen hundred yards, and honestly, did not even give me a second here while I pulled. Like, you look at his stats. He didn't even get started until Kansas until October 14th. Yeah. Like just, like. I think if you, if you look at his games as a starter, he averaged like 170 some yards a game or something like that. You know, like it, it's, it's lower than that. I think it's, it ended up being in like the one twenties on the season because he did play in those first three games. But like, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a problem. He's a real problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of came out of nowhere too. I feel like we were the the, the coming out party for him, but clearly he he sustained it. So, um, ten and four season for Oklahoma State. Um, moving on in the bowl games on the twenty eighth, we had two Big Twelve games. Um, I'm not sure which way you want to count this as a Big Twelve game. It was Arizona, Oklahoma. Um, want to count the, the right way? Yeah, if you want to want to count <laughs> as of next year, it was a Big Twelve win for Arizona over SEC Oklahoma. Um, one of the weirder uh, bowl games you're, you're ever going to see six turnovers for Oklahoma. Um, and they still keep it somewhat close for, for all of that. Um, they lose by two touchdowns to Arizona. Arizona had a really nice year. Um, they, they really got that thing going um, and playing in a tough pack. They, uh, they finished strong. There with 17 points in the fourth quarter. So um, they actually came into the fourth quarter trailing, but six turnovers is pretty hard to overcome. I mean, there's no, no two ways about it. So don't let the door hit you on the way out Sooners. Um, best of fortune in the SEC. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. I hope you go 0 and 12, man. Like there, there is not a team I hate more than Oklahoma outside of Pitt and Virginia tech. And just, man, I'm so glad to get rid of those guys. They just, God, I hate those guys. Like I can't tell you, I, I probably would rather hear Rocky top. Than Boomer sooner a hundred thousand times. I just you know if there's a team I want to lose, it's Oklahoma. I hope I hope Ole Miss. Who I you know if you know me, I'm an Ole Miss fan. I hope Ole Miss stomps them seventy to nothing. I just I hate those guys, man. I'm so glad we don't have to play them ever again. Co signed. I know Jake, you were front and center for my post game Oklahoma rant. With my feelings are well known about them. They're fucking insufferable. Their fans are insufferable. Um, yeah, good riddance. Good way. Uh, deuces on the way out of the conference. Um, got slapped by one of our new boys. So yeah, have fun. Have fun in the SEC. Uh, you know what? Nick Saban, run over them, hurt them, and then come to Morgantown and I will, well, I'll, I'll give you a big hug, man. I, I give the greatest hugs. I'm better than Lucy and, and the Santa Claus, man. My homes, my, my hugs are warm. Come on home, man. Like just <laughs> run over those guys. <laughs> So Sooners finished 10-3 and on the season uh, with the bowl loss. The other Big 12 game on that night, uh, NC State, Kansas State. And uh, this was a pretty good game. 28-19, to K-State takes it. They also finished 9-4. and um, So we kind of finished in that pack of 9-4 and teams. 
I did not watch this one. Um, I, I did not catch this. It looks like Kansas State was leading going into the fourth quarter, and they added an insurance touchdown. Um, but a nice season for Kansas State. You know, when I look forward in the, the Big 12, Kansas State and Oklahoma State are kind of the two uh, teams that have had sustained success in the conference that I, I can sort of see going forward trying to, you know, take that claim of the new power. Um, so they finish off a nice season, 9-4. and four. Um, And then last conference game or last uh, Big 12 bowl game, other than the Texas game, is Memphis-Iowa State. And uh, Memphis got out to this one really, really early. Uh, they got up, I think, three scores really early in this game and kind of coasted the rest of the way. Iowa State couldn't find enough offense to get back into it. So they lost 36 to 26. Um, Rocco Beck threw for 446 yards and only turned that into 26 points. Uh, does not feel great. So uh, Iowa State finishes seven and six after being like in the hunt down the stretch. Um, they kind of stumble into just a seven and six season. Yeah. So I caught the very end of this game and I will say that, um, I'm a big Memphis fan, you know, being an Ole Miss secondary fan, Memphis has kind of been like their, their secondary, uh, rival. And I always felt like I would really like for Memphis to be in the big 12. I think it would be really good for them. It's a, another flight. You can kind of get to Memphis. It's a, it's a great city, man. Great barbecue. All that kind of stuff. I love the helmets, man. The blue and white Bengal helmets are just fantastic. I love those helmets. Um, you know, they jumped out early. I think Matt Campbell, um, this was a bad game for him, but Rocco Beck being a freshman, like he's going to be a problem next year. I, I, it really would not surprise me if they bounce back better. I mean, you know, you look at, at Campbell's record. He went three and nine, eight and five, eight and five, seven and six, nine and three, seven and six, four and eight, seven and five. The dude wins. Like he, he's uh, 57, 53 and 47 at Iowa State, which is, if you don't know Iowa State, Iowa State just is, is like a 340 or 390 uh, winning percentage historically, and the dude wins. So him being where he's at is fantastic. The fact that he's made a bowl game, um, look, one, two, three, four, five, six out of seven years is really impressive. I They're going to be a problem. Um, you know, Rocco Beck is is a guy that hey, if we had if, if Green's gone and we 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 want to send a bag, we want to send a McDonald's bag, uh, an Arby's bag, you know, a Burger King bag, whatever it takes, send it to him. That dude can come play for us. That dude is great. Um, I think they're going to be a problem, but yeah, Memphis kind of jumped out on them early. That was the fifth time that Memphis has won ten games since twenty fourteen. Um, Kind of jumped out on them early, kind of got got where they needed to go. Um, I, I really expect Iowa State to be better next year. Just they've got some players. Don't don't be surprised if they're, you know, if they're making plays in in, in the in the conference championship conversation later on. Go go pick backed up in a Toothman Ford, man. <laughs> drive down there. Drive down there. Hey, cars well, cost, cars what, cost it, less it, than Grafton, you know. So I, I tell you what, if Toothman wants to give me a um, a, a Jeep <laughs> Grand Grand Cherokee uh, hybrid Wrangler, I will or, or Jeep Grand Cherokee hybrid, I will drive down there and drive back to um, to Morgantown. I will do that in a heartbeat. Yep. Yeah. No. I, I think um, I don't have any more points on the Iowa State game. I didn't watch a whole lot of it. Uh, I did watch more of Kansas State and. Uh, I think the big story from that game is they started a true freshman um, at quarterback. I think he was the third ranked dual threat quarterback in the country last year. Um, first career start, dude looked good. Dude looked good. Dude had some some lettuce coming out the back of the helmet. I mean, you know, guy looks like he could be a little bit, little bit of a player. Um, so that'll be something to watch. Uh, I can't remember the kid's name, but but Johnson. looks Johnson Last sounds right. Johnson, um, Avery Johnson. Johnson. Avery Johnson, yeah, Avery, <laughs> and not the uh, San Antonio Spurs basketball player uh, is my first thought. Um, you know, belying my age, but um, but yeah, no, he looks like a good player. So um, looks like a Kansas State player. You know, he's a, he, he's a runner, he's a thrower. Um, didn't make any bad decisions that I saw. So you know, yeah, they're going to be a problem next year. Um, but dude, I think overall, um, you know, especially if you count the Arizona game, Arizona Oklahoma game, uh, the right way. Big 12, you know, it, it, I think we spent a lot of the season saying that, you know, it's just gonna, like the whole conference is kind of a quagmire, right? Um, and we weren't, so you're not really sure, like, how good is anybody really? 
um, relative to the rest of the country. I think we're seeing in this bowl season that, um, you know, hey, iron sharpens iron. Like, there's some quality teams. That, like, there there are no bad teams in this conference. Like, there there are just a lot of quality teams in the middle. Like, the fact that there's a big middle does not mean that there are not good teams in this conference. So, um, yeah. good bowl season so far for the Big Twelve. Um, fuck Texas, but I expect Texas to 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 look uh to look good. You know, and uh, what what is that tomorrow night that they're playing? It's Monday night. Monday night, January first. It doesn't kick off till eight forty five Eastern. So. Um, yeah. coffee ready but yeah, yeah. Um, jordan and i will uh not remember that game <laughs> <laughs> are we throwing a big horns down for for texas there yeah one Hopefully last time one last time some on the way out as well yeah. um all right sweet so um this has been our bowl wrap-up um as always thank you for listening you can get us on smoking musket discord if you haven't joined be sure to check that out smokingmusket.com um you can find us all on twitter or X. Uh, also, the pod has a Twitter account and is West by Pod with underscores in between. Um, and be on the lookout for an upcoming episode on the season wrap up, sort of just a big review of uh, the West Virginia football season. Um, thank you jo- for joining us, Jake. And uh, thanks as always, Jordan. And we will catch you guys next time. All right. Take care, gang. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.